One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrooks. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more. The fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18plusbegambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. This is a game day podcast from TalkSport. Game day, your verdict. It's been another cracking day on game day on TalkSport. Liverpool are 25 points clear at the top of the Premier League after beating Norwich 1-0 at Carrow Road. The only other game in the top flight saw Burnley move into 10th with a 2-1 victory at Southampton. We also had a full Championship fixture list which saw Leeds move within four points of first-placed West Brom with a 1-0 win over Bristol City. And Fulham were fortunate to stay third after a shock 3-0 defeat at home to bottom side Barnsley. Here is the best of your reaction to the day's football on your verdict with me, Laura Woods and Ray Parler and the full-time phone-in with Ian Danter and Sean Derry. This is the Game Day Your Verdict podcast. Right, let's get straight into it and head over to Carrow Road with Sam Matterface. Stuart Atwell looks at his watch, blows the whistle. 76 points. And what do points make? The Premier League prize. The greatest number of points ever achieved in any of the top five European leagues after 26 games. It would be enough to win the title at at least one point in Premier League history. But there's going to be much more than this. History is coming. It's coming to Liverpool, who have had to work incredibly hard to breach a stubborn, determined and dogged Norwich team. It's embraces all around from Jurgen Klopp to Daniel Farker to Norwich and Liverpool players who share what has been a 90 minutes of pure fight on both sides. But it is a fight which ends in Liverpool victory. They always end in Liverpool victories these days. Norwich nil, Liverpool won. 17 wins in a row. How gratifying was it to get through that one? Look, you saw the game they were here. You, you know that it was pretty tricky today. Um, I think a perfect football game was not possible tonight because of the, the wind. <laughs> so, uh, that made life um, pretty difficult. But we could have played better first half. And we, we know we, our lines were too far apart from each other. Um, positioning of the players was not good. When we played, up, when we played through the lines, we didn't follow the ball. We're not compact enough for counter press. So um, it was not like we actually want to play. The good thing is that we can change things like this in half time. We did that, and the boys adapted immediately. That helped massive. So we won so much more balls back, and it was for them really difficult now to to deal and to cope with us. Scored that goal after bringing Sadio on helps bring a fresh Sadio money, obviously. Um, Fabinho, of course, helped as well immediately because he. Um, such a natural position. Hendo was then free for, for more offensive situations, which he obviously in a game was desperate to, to do anyway. But uh, we struggled a little bit there with protection. 
Nabi, I think these three boys play together, of course, but not 500 times. So when Nabi is involved and Hendo goes and Ginny is not there, then we cannot play like this. So, um, yeah, but 25 games now, we won our 25 games, which is just incredible. And you cannot, it's a bit of um, a shame that I have to say, but you cannot always being be brilliant in these games because nobody's always brilliant these boys were so often brilliant but we win these games not because of the skills of the boys that helps it's a character that's exceptional you mentioned it's always helpful when you're bringing on a fresh Sadio Mane did you always believe that that breakthrough was coming to come I mean you've seen it so often so far this season where even in adversity goals have come a lot later than that and um, did you always believe that it was going to come tonight I, do, I don't doubt it at least. It's not that I'm sure, how could I? But I, I know there is a possibility. And so um, we had a free kick when Sadio came on. Trent holds Sadio in behind, chips the ball there in the first, with his first touch, he was in, a, in the 18 yard box of, of, of uh, Norwich. And then so many good situations which he created, passing together with Nabi, and that made me change and all these things. Um, that's just, yeah. That's quality. So I know uh, that in this situation, it's not about it's not about um, anything what we what we did and what I said. It's about um, how good the boys are, and that, that helps most of the time. At the end of the game, you hugged Todd Cantwell. Was there a reason for that? Were you just impressed with his performances? I spoke to everybody. I, 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 all Norwich players I saw, um, I gave. Uh, um, Five or a hug, if I know them, like Mario Francic, which is pretty much like my um, son, because he was my first 16-year-old player I had at Mainz, um, bring up from the youth team. So I, I follow his career since then. So I have a couple of players, obviously, in this team, which I know for long. That's fine. Good luck. Thank you very much. Well Tony, welcome to the show. What would you like to say? You're a Liverpool fan, right? Well, to tell you the truth, right? I was, I was hoping it was going to get cold off because of the weather conditions. <laughs> Dennis. I mean, I, I think the West Ham Man City game get called off last week, and like the weather conditions were nowhere near as bad as today. Why so, did you want it to be called off? Because, well, because it's, it, it's, it's sort of a leveller, isn't it, really, for Norwich? You know what I mean? Planning conditions like that is 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 it's quite hard. So mm. I just thought, and for the safety of the fans, of course. Yeah, I mean, in the end, they got they got the job done. There's a big three points again for Liverpool, and I've you yeah. got you got to just admire them, Tony. I know you're a foot fan, and I'm sure you're watching week in week out. But what they're achieving? Well, I, 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 I used to go up there all the time with my dad and that. You know what I mean? Mm. I, from yeah. the 70s and the 80s, I used to go go with my dad all the time. So I'm not an armchair fan. I'm not no, no, and also they've got the big big game Tuesday now, which is uh, they can concentrate on that, Atletico Madrid, which will be a, yeah, a, a yeah. fantastic yeah, game. It'd be, it'd be good to go back there again where we won it last time. And uh, obviously if we get to the final again, it'll be in Istanbul where we won that before as well. So it's all, it's all good memories and that, you know. Do you think you're going to win the Champions League again this year, Tony? I've had a doubt, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I was more, more confident about winning that than the uh, Premier League. So, yeah. And, and yeah. How, how do you feel? I suppose now. I mean, first of all, why are you a Liverpool fan and not West Ham or you know somewhere? That's not me dad, having a go at you at all. No, that's fine. No, that's fine. Uh, my, my dad's from. He was from Dublin, so most people from Dublin, oh, yeah. like Ireland, even support me. You know, like Liverpool. Luckily, I was brought up to support Liverpool. Yeah. And we used to go to all the games in the seventies and the eighties and the nineties and, and things like that. So, yeah. 
Yeah. And 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 moment. I mean, obviously, the, the the common denominator with Liverpool fans is that other football fans feel like they're unbearable. Are you making it unbearable for everybody that knows you by being a Liverpool fan at the moment and just really um, enjoying <laughs> what's going on? Not yet, but I will do. Mm. Not yet. Definitely. It's going to be. Well, I, I think it's going to be well deserved as well because. I mean, we've had to sit back and suffer it for like 30 years, right, you know? So, obviously, we've had the European Cup and things like that. But, yeah, yeah, why not? Why not sort of there? Well, you've got to enjoy it, Tony. You've got to enjoy it while you're, you know, you're winning and you can win trophies and, you know, it was brilliant last year for you, Champions League winners. Uh, and this year, look, the, the, the league's wrapped up, but now you can concentrate maybe on the FA Cup yeah. as well. Yeah, can they do the treble? Can they do the treble? I'm not even going to talk about that. I'm not even going to talk about the like, sort of going unbeaten either. You know what I mean? That don't bother me. That's, that's, that's not the that's, that's not what it's but about. Would you like it though? It's about, you must like it. You would, you would like it though, wouldn't you? I mean, obviously, oh, I'm, I'm not saying, saying, I'm not saying that you'd risk anything. It's a bonus. But, yeah. But Ray's been dining out on that for years. What? <laughs> 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 what, he must green? I don't know. It's a little bit cheap in must green. We can dine out all the time in must green, can't we? <laughs> Tavern, yeah. Oh, yeah, Rush Green Tavern. I bet they don't charge you in Romford, That's my they? first drink I ever had, that was Rush Green Tavern. <laughs> I was only about 14, though. That's the only problem. <laughs> How old are you? Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. Burnley may have done enough. They have done enough. What a crucial victory for Burnley here today. Their first league double over Southampton since 1947. A match dominated by Storm Dennis, but won by an outstanding goal from Matias Vidra and Southampton head into a crucial run of fixtures on the back of another home defeat. It has finished. Southampton won, Burnley 2. Burnley won by two goals to one on the south coast, uh, Southampton. After the game, the Burnley boss, Sean Dyche, spoke to Nigel Adderley. Well, I think both teams very difficult um, yeah, conditions. Uh, hopefully, first of all, everyone gets home safe, you know, and, you know, people travelling up north and our team as well. Uh, but, yeah, very difficult conditions there for both sides. Um, other than that, we, you know, get on with the game. The, 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 an early goal out of nothing, really, a mistake, it seems, from their player. And then um, we didn't really react to that, to be honest, you know, not in a positive way. They did. Credit to them. They were the better side first half. Um, they took the game on without... We were never, we weren't opening this up, but they, they were the better side generally. They just got a very good goal. Uh, from Ingsy and, and then at half time I thought we, we, we spoke to the team about one or two things that I thought second half affected it and then we got a more of a grip of the game and calmed it down and then kind of controlled it through our shape and our kind of understanding as a team in the sense that they couldn't really then probe as much as they were first half and then we finally score a, a, what is a, a fantastic goal uh, without a doubt and my only gripe, really, and it is my only one, is we had two or three occasions we've got to do better. You know, we've opened them up on the counter and you're a pass away or a, or a, a finish away from killing the game off. Uh, but but that, that's being greedy, to be fair. Do you have to make allowances when the weather's as it is today? People will, will make mistakes. Well, yeah, I mean, it is really tough today for both sides. I mean, particularly for about the 10 minutes out before half-time and the first 20 minutes of the second half, I mean, it was brutal. The ball, the ball was going literally everywhere. Um, it, does, it probably won't see it, by the way. It's a shame about football because people will think on the TV it looks all right, but it was going awesome. everywhere. No, exactly, it was going everywhere. The ball was travelling everywhere. Um, I mean, even in front of me, the ball slid across the pitch on a, on a um, floor pass and I saw it move, you know, because the wind was that strong. So I, th I think it's one end, but I think both teams had a go at dealing with it and uh, I'm pleased to say we come out on top. How are you getting home? 
Yeah, I'm in the car, but the lads will, well, if they're allowed to fly, they'll be flying. But they I think, fly, they? Well, yeah, I think as long as the wind's in the, I'm, I'm told, by the way, I'm not a pilot, let me make that clear. As long as the wind's in a straight line or whatever it is down the runway, they're okay. Yeah, as long as it's uh, facing the right direction, they're okay. That's Sean Dyche speaking with Nigel Ladley. Sean Derry, would you fly home in conditions like this? I think I'd be... Gaffer, can I get in the back of that car with you tonight, please? There's no way you would get me on that flight tonight, Dunce. Not a chance, oh, would you? Are, you are quite right. I, I'm, I've been told... I mean, I've got to drive back south in a bit. And, you know, I'm, my considerably better half has informed me that there's flooding on the M5. It may not be a lot of fun trying to get back south in a bit. We'll just have to wait and see. Incidentally, that win for Burnley takes them up into the top half. On to 34 points, of course, Burnley and Southampton both started on 31 today. Southampton stay 13th. They're taking on Aston Villa next Saturday. That's live on TalkSport 2, a 3 o'clock kickoff at St Mary's Stadium. Southampton's home form, just before we go to Josh, the Burnley fan, Southampton's home form, I think it's one of the worst in, in the division, Sean. Um, I know Ralph Harsenhuttle's getting a lot of plaudits, and he's certainly turned things around from the situation he had early in the season, but... They're still not quite safe, are they, really? They're only seven points clear of the um, of the bottom three. No, it's tight. It's tight down there. I watched them um, over Christmas time when he, he brought his team to Crystal Palace and I thought they were outstanding on the day. Really did. They won 2-0 and fully deserved the win. They were brilliant from start to finish. But they're in it. You know, they're, they're in it. It's tight down there. There's a lot of teams down there as well. But just want to pay, you know, respects to, to Sean to Sean Dyche. I mean, what a job he's done. I mean, you think about, you know, where they were perhaps two or three months ago and everyone's saying, well, perhaps it's this year. And they look far from going down, don't they? Well, let's hear from uh, Josh, the Burnley fan. He's dialed 08717 Wants to have his say. Hello, Josh. Hi there, Dan. How's it going? Very good, thanks, Josh. Well, what a good day for you. You weren't there down at St Mary's, were you? Or did you just I, watch it on the box? I am. I was, I was, yeah. I'm, I'm just in the Bedford now as we speak. Oh, fantastic. Well, look, talk yeah. us through it, because can I, 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 I haven't say, seen the game. One thing, just one thing before we Go on. start, Dan. It's a shame it's not Woods there that I'm speaking to, but oh. anyway, well... <laughs> Listen, I, I can't compete on that front if that's what you, if that's where you're going. Oh, no, no, uh, but... we, we all know that, we all know that. <laughs> anyway, I can live no, with no, that, no. don't worry, I can live with that. <laughs> no, it's, it's been a great day. Um, it's a fantastic result. I mean, 4-1 to one at the start of the day, it's just, was, we all thought it was a big prize as, uh, as big Burnley fans. Um, and as I say... Um, I'm a London client myself, so even though born and bred in Burnley for 28 years, um, I'm now a London client. So we try to get to all the uh, the London games, and as I say, days like today just make it um, just make it all worth it. Especially after the season we've had. Um, from my perspective, uh, we've had a few uh, few bad results, should I say, in terms of uh, the, the London the London games, but. Yeah. Uh, that's why we that's why we keep the faith in in Sean Dyche because as I say a lot a lot of fickle fans before Christmas would have um, or just after Christmas as we say when we had that really tough patch and um, we're flirting with relegation we could have easily turned against Sean Dyche but we know we trust him we trust the players um, we've got a small squad um, at times that frustrates us as Burnley fans but. We've got to trust in the board. We've got to trust in Sean Dyche. Um, and we've got to trust in the players. And it all pays off days like today. Josh, we've been talking about expectation levels at various clubs. You know, speaking a lot about Leeds United and one or two other clubs in the in the championship. And what does success 
actually look like for you as a Burnley fan? What 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 do you what are you happy with every year? So, so success to me, and we we have this conversation quite a lot, and we have a, it's the topic of argument quite a lot in the, in the, amongst us as Burnley fans because for me success is just progression year upon year. So, you know, as much as as, as much as it hurts me to say it, people like Bardsley, Loughton, uh, Jack Cook, you know, great servants to the club, but all we want to do is just just move up year upon year and just improve on those players year upon year. So, you know, they, as I say, great servants to the club, but they're not going to take us on to the next level. And that's what we just want as Burnley fans. We're in such a great financial position, you know, and you guys want, or you may or may not know, but from a um, from a training ground perspective and from a infrastructure perspective, the club has come so far in, te- in the last 10 years. Well, that's um, what I was I just know. about to mention. You know, yeah. I, I took our under-23s for Crystal Palace up there just before yeah. Christmas. And to see that training ground and to talk about a legacy that's going to be left if and yeah. when the time does go when, when, when Sean either goes on to bigger and better things or whatever happens, but he has really put you on the map. He, he has. And, uh, you know, and, and this is what we, this was us as fans, we've got, we've got to realise. Because, as I say... We, you know, we can be fickle and say, you know, before Christmas that we, you know, get rid of him because we're going to be going down and, you know, we've lost four on the bounce. But, you know, the the, the commitment and and um, the commitment that he has to the club. I mean, he lived, he, he, as I say, he lived in Northampton, but he's up there in in um, he lived he lived in Wally actually, which is where where I'm from. So yeah. and he's there out in the town, you know, on a on a regular night, on a Wednesday or Thursday night, out with the crowd, um, out with the public, and he's he's the most genuine bloke you will ever meet. And uh, and that, and that, I think that that comes across with his players. And you know, as I say, it frustrates us at times when you know when we don't go and buy players. But actually, you know, we've got to trust in him because he will buy. He will only buy players or sign players that. Believe in his ethics, believe in his philosophy, and believe you know, and really do the hard work that he requires of them, which then ultimately plays back into the you know plays back into our results at the, you know at the end of the year. And and for us as Burnley fans, success you know yes, we've been in we've been in Europe, and of course we would you know we're better than Sheffield United. I don't care what anyone says, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, you know, and all I know what he's a Burnley lad through and through and it's actually was my uh, very good friend going growing up. Um, is that, you know, he knows he's a Burnley lad through and through and he'll know that we're better than them. But but that's that's what I mean. Is is these young and it goes back to, to what we were saying, these English managers that don't get the chance, but actually, you know, it's the same it's the same with, you know, Mikel Arteta at Arsenal, why they didn't appoint Eddie Howe or somebody like that. Or well, that. I, look, it's it's hard to say, Josh. I know, I know what you mean. There's this. I mean, Sean Derry, you're, you know, thanks for your call, by the way, Josh. Appreciate it. Have a, have a, a, have a lovely pint, evening, Josh. Yeah, have another pint, fella. <laughs> Enjoy your evening as a London claret. Have a bit more claret. That'll do for you. But as as a as a as a guy that's coached at EFL level, you know, being in charge of clubs like Notts County and Cambridge, uh, you may well have experienced a, a feeling that there's a kind of a a blind spot that that chairman further up the food chain have for for english coaches and english managers and it's easy to to 
get frustrated by that, I suppose, or, or think that something exists that maybe doesn't show. Maybe that, maybe that 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 sort of persecution or that that sort of avoidance of English managers doesn't exist. It just happens to be the person they think is best for the job, and he happens not to be English. Well, I, I mean, I don't want to come across as sour grapes because that's not the case at all I mean and you measure success in many ways of course you do as a as a punter as a, as a manager as an owner whatever everybody's got a different outlook all I know is that you know I've been studying now for eight years nine years probably getting my B license A license pro license every license possibly going to try and get on this level and try and sustain sustainability in management it's so difficult yeah. especially when you know respectfully and and I say this with absolute respect there's a lot of foreign managers that come in who actually don't have a great time over in England and there's some great jobs that are given to some of the foreign managers where there's some brilliant young English managers in the lower levels. Absolutely brilliant. But because you're perhaps not at one of the top four clubs, top five clubs with the infrastructure and the resources available, you're actually looked upon as actually failing. And that's not the case. There's actually opportunities where people should think out the box and look closer to home so you can go and see another Sean Dyche, so you can go and see another Chrissy Wilder in the Premier League because I love witnessing them guys at work against the so-called best managers in the league. Well, all you can say is the more that Chris Wilder continues to defy... He's a trailblazer. Thought, he is, and, and so Sean Dyche to a degree. Absolutely. It seems to me that he's got a job for life if he wants it at Burnley. I don't think that the, the Burnley board would ever consider letting him go unless things went into an absolute horrible tailspin but if he continues to maintain Birmingham the way uh, Burnley rather the way they are I can't see why they would ever want to to change managers Joe is a Burnley fan he's been waiting patiently uh, Joe welcome to the show how are you how you doing Joe yeah, yeah, I'm very good. I'm very happy today. Literally worth every journey to go to Southampton, and I'm literally over the moon now. Yeah. That's now ten mm. points out of twelve. Uh, ten points out of twelve, and uh, ever since that um, defeat to, I think it was Aston Villa, I think, and then we went on a run, and I hoped that, that would have kicked starters, and it did. Mm. Great wins against Leicester, dream win against Manchester United, and uh, a, a good draw against Arsenal. And uh, so, so for me, and looking at the table right now, we're tenth now in the, in the table now, and. Hearing what Manchester City have done, having a two-year ban and leaving a big open space to have, your, to have European places, and for, for me as a Burnley fan, it'd be a, it was a, uh, a great dream to be in Europe and all that. And but for me, in my opinion, this might sound stupid or not, I don't know, but uh, I feel like I don't want I, I don't want you uh, like the Europa Leagues or anything like that. Like, I don't want eighth place because of the qualification campaign. Because last season we were mm. literally back than most clubs, and uh, we were literally having game after game after game, even mm. in the Europa League, and and at the start of the season, we were crumbling, we were having lacks of results, and we were literally going down on a hoat. And I thought, on Boxing Day, I thought, I felt like we already down after that. And but, but then we picked our way back up. We managed to kick on, survive the league, and then come in and then build on uh, for this season. But for me, um, the main target for us now, even if the Open League or Champions League is, is a possibility, but in my opinion, it's never going to happen, the main point of us is to survive. Survive is the main key for Burnley because... We've got a small budget. We've got a great manager in Sean Dyche. We've got a capacity of 22,000 people who are living the dream right now because we're in the Premier League now. It's our fifth season in there. And for me, it's dreamland. So for me, as a Burnley fan, I feel like if we finish either 17th or above, for me, it's a success. 
in my opinion. Well, Joe, I don't think you'll be uh, getting near that relegation battle. I think you've really gone turned the corner and you're getting some great results. But surely European football must be great, no? I mean, did you, did you, yeah, as did a Burnley fan, days? you'd love to go away to, into Europe and watch your team. And, you know, sometimes they're the best trips you can go on is is when you're going abroad. Well, yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. And uh, for me, um, it's just it's, it's just it's, it's just the way that we're like lacking. Our sense of like going is like, for example, we have a game. Uh, like, for example, if we're in the Europa League, we're literally having a game one day, going on to Thursday football, going abroad, and then coming back. And it's literally like it's about like I don't know how to put it into words. Uh, literally about re-energizing yourself for the next game. And for uh, for, for me, it's just. Um, I don't want to go through that route. Yes, we would have good good publicity, and people all over Europe will recognise us and say, "Who's Burnley? Who's this? Who's that?" And mm. we'll lit- and then we literally will go out there and say, "We're Burnley. We're in the Premier League. We did this last season. We're in the Europa League or Champions League or, or whatever." And and they'll recognise us. I mean, that'll be good, and it'll be good for bonus prize monies as well. That uh, that will come over to it as well. But 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 again, I feel like it's just a bit too much for Burnley, really, because we just want to just to stay in the Premier League and literally just do as much as we can in the Premier League and 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 just stay there. If we get mm. uh, like European, it's a bonus for us, I think. Joe, do, do, are you always worried that Sean Dice maybe leaves one one year? I mean, he's done such a fantastic job at, at Burnley. All you can do is say, you know, what a great manager, what a what a fantastic guy. And but as a Burnley fan, are you always worried that maybe he does step up and, and try and get into a, a, a bigger club? I'm not disrespecting Burnley, but a bigger club. Well, yeah, hopefully, yeah, yeah, hopefully one day in the future. But I feel like he's been at this club now. Um, I think eight years, I think, yeah. or maybe not. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I might be wrong, but. Um, but, but hopefully, hopefully he gets a bit of a big job, like for example, United or Arsenal or anyone, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but I feel like he's got still a few more years left in him at Burnley. I feel like, yeah. for me, in my opinion, he's like the Burnley version of Sir Alex Ferguson, who literally will <laughs> stay there, build the club on. Because right now he's literally building the club forward step by step, including in in the Premier League as well. And he's get, and he's generating loads of English players, but, mm. um, a whole a whole English squad, no foreigners, probably a few like Mate Vidra today who scored a belt for today, and also for example former Stephen Defoe, etc. But for us, but he literally relies on English players to step up and 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 literally um, make an impact in the Premier League because most Premier League clubs are mostly foreigners in our in their squads and. Uh, and uh, Burnley, and probably Burnley and Bournemouth are the only clubs that have got mostly an all English team, and we're literally proving to the Premier League that English players will step up to the game and hopefully make a good impact. Even impress Gareth Southgate as well, because Gareth Southgate is looking at uh, English players from outside the top four, like uh, for example, um, I can't, I can't think of, I can't think of one. Uh, <laughs> Danny Ings. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, Danny Ings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Danny Ings is. Uh, Greenish. I hope he gets, Mings. Yeah. Oh, yeah, really yeah, big yeah, things. Like, well, there's, there's lots of them, and, and also Nick Pope as well. Obviously, he's already in there, but potentially you could look at Nick Pope, and there's an argument to say that he's, he's England's number one at the moment. Um, but we'll see anyway. Joe, thank you very much for your call. Lots to go on there. I just like the like when he said, you know, we want people to be looking at Burnley and going, that's a club. I like the idea of them being in Europe again, and and, and certain teams in Europe going Burnley. Ah, I wonder whether we should go there on holiday. They, I wonder what the, Burnley's like this time. They, they, you always look at <laughs> always Burn, the same. I always look at Burnley as a well-established Premier League club. Now. Yeah, I really do. 
I mean, what Sean Dice, is, is, as Joe mentioned there, he's done a, such a great job. I mean, fantastic job with the budget he's had. And imagine all that revenue going into to Burnley now. They'll be secure for the rest of their, their days in, in football, the amount of money they've earned um, by being in the Premier League. The tourist board at Burnley is booming. Is that, <laughs> sure come, it is. come to Burnley. But I don't agree with Joe in one, one respect. I think most Burnley fans would love to get into Europe and go on them brilliant That's what trips. That's about, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Let's welcome Ian to the show. He is a Saints fan. Um, Ian, what did you make? Did you go to the game today? Were you at St Mary's? No, unfortunately not. Got evening, by the way. Um, I'm in. I'm in. Um, I live in Essex as well. So. <laughs> It's, yeah, like, just, it's like the only, the only the way you can be on the show tonight is if you're from Essex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought that. I thought that. I thought, is it just like, is it like Saturday night Essex night? <laughs> it literally is. Yeah. Do you know why it is? Because when Ray Parler's not in Essex, no one else wants to be in Essex. They just call up the show and follow him around. Sorry? Shenfield would be empty tonight, won't they? Oh, yeah, definitely. I love Shenfield. I'm guessing, Ian, you watched the game today. You must have been quite disappointed. Yeah, especially the first goal. Um... I don't know if things has had a shout from a Burnley player or his own to leave it, and then which, like you said earlier, you don't do that. No. You just clear your lines anyway. Mm. Yeah, you never take a chance there, Ian. If you're at the front post and the ball's coming towards you, never leave it because have a swing. Yeah, yeah have a absolutely. Swing, yeah. Put it out for another corner. Whatever you got to do with it, clear it. Yeah. Um, because yeah, because it might, might have been one of their players. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Leave it. Exactly yeah, right. So, so you've always got um, to think of defending, defending first. Yeah, and then I thought Ings took his goal brilliantly. Like, thought, hang on a sec, I'm not having that. I made a mistake. I'll put <laughs> yeah. that right. Yeah, absolutely. He's been brilliant. Do, do you think he's got? I think he's got a very good chance of maybe getting in that England squad. I think so. I know we've got to wait well, to I, see what the reaction of uh, Rashford sort of and stuff, Kane. Yeah. But you're putting him in front of Callum Wilson probably at the moment, weren't you? At Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah. I was listening earlier, and it's um, it's just behind Aguero. Yeah. Um, in the goals and that, and the goal speaks for himself. And I think Danny Ings is one of these players that gets his head down and just. Well, it does what it says on the tin. He scores goals. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think I think he'd be in, a, in with a shout, yeah. he, or he should be in. And I, th- I think the friendlies might test him against Italy and things like Denmark we play in the friendlies. Yeah. Hey, 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 how, can, how can you sum up Southampton season so far? Because you all go back to that Leicester game when you got hammered at home and you look like you're going to be in a massive relegation battle. Then all of a sudden it turns a corner and you get some really good results and you shoot up the league. Then you've had a couple of defeats. How do you sum the, the season up? A bit like the weather at the moment. Tonight, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? yeah, good <laughs> yeah, so, As you say, we, we got drummed 9-0 by Leicester and I think um, Ralph had, a, had, a, had his... Um, his whipping stick out, and then say so we beat Tottenham on New Year's Day, and we yeah. go and beat Chelsea, and then say so last couple of weeks, um, Liverpool last week, I thought, we, or the week before, I think thought we played great in the first half, and then Liverpool, Liverpool aren't they at the moment? Mm-hmm. Um, they come and beat us four 0 but then like I say, we lose lose at home to Wolves two one, um, and then today I thought the goal, the second goal that won it today. Yeah. deserve to win any games yeah, yeah. Matty Vidra it was quite incredible um, actually what Ralph Hasenhut was managed to do especially since that 9-0 I think there were two losses after that weren't there one of them was City though so I mean everybody well not everybody loses to City yeah, we played twice in a week didn't we yeah, in the Carabao Cup and then the league it's going to be difficult isn't it so ultimately Ralph Hasenhut and and Apparently, behind the scenes, it was quite well known that he was very, very close to, to losing his job. And for whatever reason, Saints stuck with him. And then the, every, the upturn in form has been quite incredible. I look at Ralph and I, I just think he's such a brilliant manager. And, and today, I think, is it, you know, it was just one of those games, really, wasn't it? But as a Saints fan, you must be looking at that man. You must adore him, surely. Yeah, definitely. You look at the managers we've had over the year, Potts, Koeman, 
um, and they've gone on to bigger things. But Ralph, as you say, I think he's and, and like you said, we're a fair play to the club thinking, hang on a sec. Mm. And 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 my opinion is there's too many managers coming in and out of clubs as like as before the season's end. I, I think someone said on one of your shows a little while ago they should they should have it like the transfer window. You can't get rid of your manager till then, but. There's, I think there's too many shotgun managers being sacked, and then say like Saints have kept with um, Ralph, and and I think I think he is the man to take us forward. Um, mm. since, since Cooman, I think he's the most settled and football-focused manager we've had. Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. There's a lot more to those 90 minutes than what goes down on the pitch. With the latest odds, form guides and expert opinions, you'll know the score with Ladbrokes. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. What? And there goes the full time whistle. Leeds are back within four points of West Bromwich Albion. Tumultuous noise around Ellen Road. Storm Dennis did nothing to dampen Leeds' spirits this afternoon. They got the job done. They were in front by the midway point of the half. Luke Ayling with his first goal since Christmas time. And that settled matters. Leeds totally dominant, especially in the first half. Bristol City had one or two moments in the second, but no extended spell of pressure. Best chance they had was when Fomara Jeju, honest as sub, fed Naki Wells in the area. But his shot from a tight angle kissed the side netting. Leeds had numerous chances to extend their lead. Jack Harrison cracking the ball against the crossbar. Bamford denied by Daniel Bentley, who made some terrific saves to keep Bristol City in it. But for Leeds, back within four of West Brom, and a performance where you can hear just how happy everybody is wearing the white of Leeds United around Ellen Road. Let's have a chat with the Leeds fan, Sean. Let's bring in Stephen at this point, who's been very kind to dial that number. Hello, Stephen, you're on TalkSport 2. How you going, mate? You all right? Yeah, very good. Hi, I've, been, I've been here today, Stephen, and Calvin Phillips, again, an absolutely monstrously brilliant performance, but it was only 1-0 in the end, with, with a nurse kicking in with 10 to play. Yeah, I think the nerves were kicking in, mate. It's the same old thing. I like to call it the England effect at Ellen Road. You know, the expectation of the fans, the expectation of the media, and then the players start thinking about it. And I think that's what's been going on these past few games. Phillips was missing. We've got him back. 
we've had chance after chance after chance and we're all stood there, you know, oh, are we going to get this second goal? Is Naki Wells going to score? He put one just wide and we're all going, oh my God, not again. But, you know, we've got it over the line. Um, we've missed Calvin Phillips, mate. I cannot express how much we have missed Calvin Phillips in that team. Honestly, I mean, it's just, the, the, there were like two of them out there today, two Calvin Phillipses out there at, at, at point, Stephen. But the, the, there was more to it than just that. Daniel Bentley in the in the Bristol City goal kept the score down. He made one fantastic stop from Helder Costa when it looked like he'd taken the ball round him. But I, I, my only concern for Leeds, and you can put me right on this, Stephen, because you watch them more than I do, is the quality of delivery from Costa and Harrison from the flanks and whether it finds the intended target. You could see Patrick Bamford getting really frustrated with the quality of the balls that were being sent in. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what? Um, all these people who, who just go in on Bamford, Bamford constantly. Bamford does his job. He's in that team. He holds the ball up and he plays it back. And those playmakers click. Hernandez, they play the balls out wide. It's the way that they play. We know that's how they play. We watch it every week. Mm. It goes to it goes to Harrison. It goes to Costa. And you're just pulling your hair out. The amount of times we get to the byline, pull the ball back or put it in the wrong place, and we're all just going, "This is." They must practice this in training, like. Yeah. You're just thinking, Bamford must be stood there scratching his head. Yet he seems to get all the all the flack for it. He's an intelligent player, Sean Derry, isn't he, Patrick Bamford? And he sometimes gets a bad rap. He is. Um, I mean, he's obviously got goals. He's had goals at various teams that he's played at. But I've said this so many times, Dance, you know, that club is a monster football club. And it doesn't matter who you've played for in the championship or previous teams. For me, they're the biggest club in the division and they're one of the top six clubs in English football. And I stand by that because I know what it's like on the inside. But I go back to the, you know, the intensities and, you know, you're there, you're watching it every week, Stephen, you're watching it as, as a fan. Is the intensities that you put on the player unfair to a certain degree? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm only 24, mate. Um, oh, my youth was growing up watching you, Desert. Do you know what I mean? I watched you, <laughs> Beckford, and all you lads. That was my youth, Beckio. Uh, watching you boys in League One means more to me than, you know, Harry Kuhl, Mark Paducah. But I know from my dad's generation, who, when he was a kid, he watched Reeves, lads. So he's there, and he's going, this isn't good enough, this isn't good enough. And he's not the only one. There's a lot of Leeds yeah. fans like it. It's the older generation, whereas us younger lads are like, come on, boys, you know, we are a championship team. We're not... I don't think every Leeds fan will claim we are a Premier League team. We've been out of it for so long, so we yeah. are not a Premier League team. We well, are the reason I asked the question is because, you know, even in my time up there as a player, there was players who played fantastic levels and they were the top players at their previous clubs, just couldn't handle... The weight of that yeah. white jersey. Just yeah, let me come back. Just let me come back to you, Stephen. Stay there for a moment. We will come back to you, but I need to go back to. Uh, uh, oh well, we've we've, we've missed uh, Scott Parker. We were hoping to chat with uh, Scott Parker, but he's he's left us now. Sorry, Stephen. I was going to. What I was going to ask you was, you've got really interesting run of fixtures to to round off the season. Reading, Huddersfield, Luton, Stoke, Barnsley, and Charlton all to come here to Ellen Road. Now these are, uh, are games against teams in the some most in the other half of the table. Now, sometimes against the lower league opposition, like Wigan, for example, last time you were here, it all went wrong. Would you rather be playing teams in the bottom half of the table at this stage of the campaign? Um, you know, honest with you, the, the championship is like no other league in the world. You've seen that today, that Barnsley 3-0 result. Where has that come from? Um, I Leeds step up. When we play these big teams, we seem to step up. I mean, we weren't very good against Forest, but the other night against Brentford, 
we stepped up again. The teams that we need to play well against, it's almost like a... Um, it, I don't know how to explain it. They're just... A complacency is probably the word. A complacency against these lower teams. We think we're going to turn up. Mm-hmm. Last season against Wigan, we turned up, went 1-0 up. We're sat there. We're going, oh, here we go. It's on. Wigan ended our season that day. Uh, quite honestly, Wigan put the doubt in all the Leeds fans' minds. We went into the playoffs. I think our season was done that day when Wigan beat us at Ellen Road. And, you know, these teams Barnsley have shown today, Charlton beat Forest midweek, they're not easy teams to beat. They're not. They're not relegation battle teams. That championship level, I think Neil Warnock was on Talk Sports saying, oh, the championship's not at the best level it's ever been. A really good team would walk it. I completely disagree with him. I think it's so, so close. Look at Stoke City as a side, and they've lost 4-2 today with O'Neill as a manager. Fantastic team. Your bottom three teams have won, and it's just bunched up again. I just don't think there's an easy game in that championship, mate. Everybody can be everybody. It's a great point, uh, Stephen. Sean, uh, oh, Barnsley have upset everybody's coupons this afternoon, winning there. Uh, and, and, of course, they'll be very grateful. <laughs> Leeds will be very grateful to uh, Barnsley for what they've done this afternoon in terms of, uh, of beating Fulham by three goals to nil. Stephen, just, uh, just finally from you, before we let you go, um, you need to get more goals here, don't you? I mean, the, the, you've only lost three fixtures at home, but you've only scored 22 goals this campaign. Would you ever expect Marcelo Bielsa to change the way that he puts the Leeds team out in terms of the formation? Could he ever pick a strike partner to play alongside Patrick Bamford? Could he play August down with Bamford? Or is it just not the sort of thing that Bielsa would ever do? I just don't think he'll do it, mate, to be honest with you. The... Um... It, that's the way we've lined up. When we started that first game under Bielsa, I think it was Stoke at home, was it two seasons ago? Yeah. We lined up basically with the same 11 lads that played last season. We were going, wow, this guy's meant to be a magician. Like, okay. Look at this team that's come out. They've gone and won 3-1. Let's hear, though, back here from Ellen Road, from uh, Liam Cooper, the lead skipper. He's been chatting down in the tunnel here with our own Mark Wilson. Liam, congratulations. Uh, it, it should have been more than one, but it's an all-important three points. No, yeah, it's massive um, after the run we've been on. Um, we know this place can be unbelievable when, it, when it's rocking. Um, and they've stuck with us, of the fans, and um, it's nice to give them a performance and a win. How important was it you got that early goal? Because you came out of the traps firing today. Yeah, it is. Um, we've seen so many games like that at Ellen Road this season. And um, as a defender, it can get frustrating sometimes and the chances aren't going in, but... The lads put put one away today, and um, we had we, we had a lead, and, and that forces Bristol to come out a bit more. And um, like you said, we had, we had a lot of chances, um, and for me, the clean sheet is massive. Um, I think that's the first one in 12 games, and um, it's unbelievable for us um, as as a team. We defend so well, and um, credit to the lads, um, they've stuck in. Um, been backed against the wall sometimes we haven't been getting the results but um, we're delighted with that and the performance and the standard of it made a mockery of the weather really didn't it it was outstanding yeah it was a lot worse second half um, you seem to think you've got the ball and then it goes and it, it, look, we're in positions where we can, we can deal with the second ball and um, yeah just I'm so proud of the lads and, and, and the way they, they played the conditions and played the game um, we was bang at it from the start and um, it's credit to the team and you talk about uh, the defensive side of it they had one real chance didn't they late on yeah, uh, like I said, a second ball again, and 
Sometimes they go in, we're not, we know Naki Wells is a great finisher and um, fortunately for us, um, it went in the side netting and um, we take the clean sheet. You've had a rocky period, but throughout it all, you've been in the top two. The pack have closed in, you've made a bit of ground today, I think it's only you in the top eight's one, so it's been a big day all round, hasn't it? We've just got to look after ourselves, we've done it all season and we'll continue to do so. Um, we don't care what other teams do, um, we've got to look after ourselves. Um, the last two games, the, the intensity and 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 the will to win has been unbelievable and we've got to keep that going now. That's the message to the lads and the team. We can only take care of what's inside that dressing room and um, we'll look to do that. And winning at home, as you said, I mean, the noise at the end when the final whistle went, there's real belief again now. Well, we always believe, we're confident in, in, in the way we play, um, in our philosophy and, and we'll keep going. Um, this, this running is, is so important and um, we know how important it is and we, we've got to be bang at it every week. And what does it mean to you to be leading this club at this stage? I always say it, um, it's an absolute honour and um, long may it continue. Um, we've got a great bunch of lads, um, great staff willing us on every day and it's, um, it, it's, great, it's, a great, it's great to, um, to lead the lads. Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. Drew, the Fulham fan, is next up on the full-time phone. And hello, Drew. What's on your mind? Um... Just following on from Scott Parker. Hi, Sean. Just Hi, following on from... Yeah, can you hear me? Loud and clear. Yeah, just following on from the Scott Parker interview. Yeah. Um, it was quite interesting, um, the difference between what he said and what Kevin McDonald said. Scott Parker said he never saw that result coming. Now, I don't know why, because I was at Oakwell on the first day of the season, and Barnsley did exactly the same thing. They they play a diamond in midfield, they hunt in packs, they're very good in transition, and they close you down. Now, um, Sean was talking about, and he made the valid point, about Fulham always playing out from the back and how Scott Parker wants them to be a passing team. And I have no problem with that. Okay, But there's a point where principle gives way to stubbornness. And it's just ridiculous. You keep playing and keep making the same mistakes. It's not principle. It's a lack of flexibility. And I've got nothing against Scott at all. I mean, absolutely nice guy. But I just wonder whether he has, and I'm sorry to say, the tactical acumen and whether it's between the ears to actually adjust. Now, I was listening to a league fan that was saying there's no... um, The the division is very difficult because teams are taking points off each other and that is that is true but there is no one outstanding football team in this division okay and I am absolutely convinced that if we still had Jukanovic we would have run away with this league because arguably the Fulham team now man for man is probably better than the one that went up but the Fulham team now there is no one inside Craven Cottage that thinks this team has got a 23 game unbeaten run on them Sean Derry up to you you're there you're there you've seen it just like Drew has I have, yeah, and um, obviously, you know, we, we, we've heard the interview from Scott Parker ourselves, and I think what interests me was the the amount of times he made reference to the word excuse, and um, I think it's, as, as a manager, you you don't want to hang your team out to dry, I mean, that's always the, you know, the worst thing you could possibly do, but it was interesting what McDonald said in terms of they just didn't turn up today. They didn't recognise the strengths of the opposition. And that's what, I mean, Drew, you mentioned about the first game when, 
you, you lost the opening game of the season. It was 1-0 and they played the diamond. And they do hunt impacts. And I think there was a lack of flexibility shown this afternoon. Definitely in the start of both halves. I mean, you know as a as a pressing team, you want to get in the faces of the opponent straight away. And sometimes you've just got to turn the opposition just to play in a different area of the pitch. And not once did we see that from Fulham this afternoon. I mean, there's keeping an identity and being strong to your words of your identity, but you've got to show a little bit more flexibility as well. And, and, and like I've said, I haven't watched Fulham more than... I, I mean, I've watched them four or five times this year, but every time I've seen them, they've been very good at doing what they're very good at. I haven't seen the other side of the game. No, I mean, that, that's a fair point. And... I mean, certain players, I mean, when we went up, the team very much played through Kearney. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and dig Kearney out, but he was virtually anonymous today. And a lot of that is to do with his role in the team being changed. He's been pushed further forward. So the game is very much behind him. Now, Dukanovic always said about Kearney that um, any time Fulham struggled, they'd just give Kearney the ball and he'd hold on to it and everything would go through him. It's well known that Tom Blessing is not great when not in possession. And realistically, or, or being completely honest, Kevin McDonald's the real leader in that team. Mm. But um, if you look at the midfield today, it was you had sort of an inverted pyramid. You've got McDonald sitting in front of the back four, which is where he should play. But you've got um, Anoa and Kearney split. Like, it looks like an inverted pyramid, basically. And Kearney very much is um, playing um, either too far to one side or too far forward. You need him on the ball with the game in front of him. And it's subtle differences like this. Um, that, I mean, I've seen, I've seen how he, he can control games. And quite frankly, I just feel that... Where are we in the league, by the way, Sean? Are we still third? Are we, uh, you are third. You're, you're third at the moment, Drew. You're a point ahead of Brentford in fourth. You're now three behind Leeds, and right. you're seven points behind West Brom. But don't forget, you know, Nottingham Forest, Brentford, Preston, Bristol City all drop points, so nobody's really gained on you that much this afternoon. Sure, Brentford. Sure, I, I, I accept all of that, but quite frankly, it doesn't really matter because this is about us. The bottom line is we're third in the league um, in spite of ourselves, not 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 because. But you of could ourselves. make the playoffs, Drew, and then what happens? It's, you know the playoffs are like you've gone up through the playoffs in the last two seasons. It's a lottery. Anything can happen in those knockout ties. I I, 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 I accept all of that. I accept all of that. But let's be honest, okay? You've seen Fulham five times, and you said yourself they're very good at doing what they're good at doing. They play the way they play in the Premier League. They will be shipping three, four goals every week because the, it, as I said, I mean, principles are great. I love principles. I, I accept Fulham's a footballing club. You know, it, it, they don't produce powerful, strong teams that will play it long and play it quick. They're more of a passing team. They try and play in transition. That's the identity of the club. Drew, you've got a number of games to go. I mean, you are sat third. What do you want to see next? What, what, what would you like to see as a fan that watches them week in, week out? And you're obviously not going to change the way that Scott Parker wants to set up his team. But if you're going to break into that top two, what, what is it that you want to see? 
What do I want to see? Well, I mean, Kevin McDonald was brutally honest, and I respect him for that. I, if we'd have lost today 3-0, but we'd have been all over them, and we'd have um, run as hard as they did, and we fought as hard as they did, and we fought as hard as they did, I'd respect it. But we were we were outfought and outfought, and now I cannot accept. Can now go back to Craven Cottage, where Ian Abrahams is with the Fulham manager, Scott Parker. Your worst day as Fulham manager? Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, listen, I'm I'm absolutely gutted today. I think I, I didn't certainly didn't see the game. I didn't see the the game panning out like it did, and um, disappointed, but. Along the way in this division in this season, there's been um, there's been other issue, uh, other instances like this, and this is the nature of this division. And um, yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm absolutely I'm absolutely gutted, like I said, but I hold no excuses today. And there are some excuses, but them excuses are, are excuses what the team we played against have as well. In the fact that two away games, this is the third game in a week, the win, the conditions, but they're all excuses. And like I say, they're excuses what Barnsley can have as well. Barnsley um, were more were more in, had more intensity about and they pressed the ball better than us and at times we we looked second best to a lot of things. I don't want to dig a goalkeeper out, but he was at fault at least for the, the first two goals. Yeah, he's made um, he's made a couple of mistakes today and um, I wouldn't I wouldn't dare criticise Marek. Um, he's been absolutely superb for us in the in the spell he's come into this team. He's um, he's been pretty remarkable and. Um, the one thing I want from Marek now and I want from all the team is um, how, they, how they turn up come Monday morning because ultimately that's the true character of a of top players. That's the true character of top people. And um, look, listen, we'll, we'll analyse today. Of course, we'll um, we'll try and fix the, the, the wrongs to rights. But ultimately, I want to see a group of players that come in Monday morning hungry as ever, work harder than ever and um, be as bright as ever. That's why I'm going to judge Marek. Marek's a young keeper and... How I'm going to judge him is when I see him first thing Monday morning, he um, he comes out there and he he trains as hard as he ever does because that's the only way to to move forward after days like today. In the, in the great scheme of things, actually, no damage was done today because top. I mean, the only teams that win the leads, Brentford drew, Forest drew. So you're still, you're still where you are. But in terms of the confidence, because I mean, last time Fulham went up, they went a whole half a season unbeaten, got up in the playoffs, and you don't really want to go through the playoff route again. Well. <clears throat> You know, I often say it, I don't, uh, I, I don't, I take game by game, and the reason I take game by game is because what's happened today, and this league is relentless. This team, what, what I have here, is today, today can happen. It can happen to any team in this division. Um, so playoffs, whether we go up or make, is is irrelevant to me. What's what is uh, relevant is that we keep building, and I keep building characters, and I keep building the mentality that these days are reduced. Because if you reduce these days, I know we'll be successful, but. Along the way, sometimes at this present moment in time, we we, we, we seem to, to get punched on the nose occasionally. Game day. The biggest football league in the world. Game day. Your verdict on Talk Sport. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds? We set them. Form guides? We've got them. Expert opinions? We share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Labrooks. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com. 18 plus. Be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.